Any health advice given, whether general, diet, physical or spiritual, is general only and must be verified by your doctor. If you need medical advice, please consult a doctor. Please do not message or call, as the following program is a rerun of a previous live show. Any announcements made during the repeat may now not be applicable. Assalamu alaikum to all our viewers and listeners. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Health and Fitness Show. I am Suleiman Rafiq, your host for today, and this program is broadcasting from the studios of Inspire FM. Live today on Thursday, the 21st of February 2019 at 6 p.m., casting its positive vibes to all the lovely people in Luton and surrounding areas such as Dunstable, Harpenden, Bedford, and also reaching uh, listeners on the Inspire FM website. You can now also view us via Facebook. So all you have to do is go to the Inspire FM Facebook page and click on our live link. If you are listening to this show on Sunday or any other Thursday, then it is repeated. We cover different health-related topics every week, and today's topic is in relation to drugs and alcohol. I'm sure our listeners have thoughts on this, so why not get involved by calling 01582 481822 or you can text or WhatsApp on 0777 948 1822. That number again, 0777 948 1822. It really does make all the difference when listeners get involved with their questions. So we have a great range of guests today from Resolutions and uh, I'm delighted that being able to join us and free up some of their time to do so. Um, can I just uh, ask you to introduce yourselves? Hayley, can I start with you? Yeah, my name is Hayley Brooks and I'm the um, Interim Services Manager at Luton Resolutions. Resolutions is the drug and alcohol service which services Luton and we offer free and confidential support for people that are experiencing drug and alcohol misuse and also their families as well. Thank you. Hello, my name is Saklan Shah. Uh, I'm a recovery champion uh, and a PSI worker. Uh, I work on different uh, recovery groups and I help uh, to build, uh, maintain motivation, uh, many thoughts, feelings and get clients to live a balanced life in my groups. Thank you. Uh, my name is Carl Gregory. Uh, I work in the young people's team. So that means I work with people under the age of 25 um, who are struggling with drug and alcohol um, issues. I'm also based in Luton Youth Offending Service. So I work with any clients that have been arrested and charged and the workers there have concerns that they have issues with drugs. So they'll get referred to me. Um, but we also go into schools, delivering workshops, giving advice uh, on targeted areas, for example, like cannabis, alcohol, and general um, uh, drugs misuse. So we, there's quite a varied range of stuff that we do. Fantastic. That's really important work. So listeners, given what you've heard, I know some of you already have some questions. So why not get in contact by text or WhatsApp on 0777-948-1822. So... Start with a basic question that I ask most of our guests in relation to the different health topics. I mean, is there, 
from your experience, a particular issue with drugs in Luton? Yes, um, there is. Out of the 152 local authorities in the UK, Luton ranks 29th in terms of crack um, and opiate misuse. So drugs is definitely a particular issue in Luton compared to other local authorities. When you look at alcohol, Luton ranks approximately 83rd out of 152 local authorities. So alcohol isn't actually as bad as the drug problem that we have in Luton. Mm. Interesting. And given the audience is there, do you know a higher rate of drug use within the South Asian community particularly? There is a particularly high rate of opiate use within the South Asian community. 84% of our service users um, that are experiencing alcohol, sorry, opiate misuse issues are from the South Asian community, so there is quite a high proportion. And when you say opiate, what, what, how, what, what's that also heroin. referred to? Heroin. heroin. So when we're talking about opiate use, we're talking about heroin yeah, use. Yes, currently the, the main uh, concern within the South Asian community, the main, um, how can I say... Uh, drug of choice is that the right yes, phrase? I would say, yeah, yes. heroin. Heroin. Yeah, I'd say in like certain generations, mm. it would be with the younger generation. It doesn't seem to be as big, and I found that mm. cannabis is a massive problem. Okay. Uh, with the young people that I work with, yeah. but that's not just um, South Asian. That's young people in general. So yeah. Mm. just to sort of give a variation yeah there's, there's definitely a, a distinct difference when we look at our data yeah. for young people it is yeah. predominantly cannabis but yeah. actually over 25 so we have two services right. we have the young person service which works with people under the age of 25 and we have the adult service which works with people over the age of 25 mm. in the adult services for the South Asian community it's predominantly opiates mm. and in the young person service it's predominantly cannabis interesting interesting yeah. and um, do you know is there a difference I mean is it is it all guys is it men and women what are you finding in your service in Luton particularly predominantly male so yeah. in our adult services 98% um, male mm. in our young person services around 87% male in in that particular cohort the South mm. Asian community within the South Asian community so yeah. not as a whole not I as think a you'll find as well like with males will find it easier to come forward mm -hmm. and say I've got a problem and ask yeah. for help but I think sometimes with females they'll find a bit of stigma attached to it sure. and won't often always want to speak out about it sometimes so it's yeah. bit, it can be quite difficult sometimes and we've already touched on the word yeah. help quite a bit here i mean can you just kind of cover what help is available for i guess yeah what i'm thinking of is we might have listeners who um either themselves are, are yeah. given the statistics is clearly an issue in the community either themselves might require some help or they have uh, friends or family members that maybe could benefit from some help i mean can you just take us through what help is on offer for, for Luton residents? Yeah, absolutely. We have um, counselling, we have one-to-one -one support, we have the group programme that Sackland predominantly runs. We have um, prescribing as well. So it depends on what the, the need is. We do a lot of preventative work as well. Mm -hmm. So depending on what um, the need is that someone tries to access services for, we'll do a tailored approach for that individual. Right, so each, so yeah. And that's the key, is the key is that once the person comes into the service, mm -hmm. then it's tailor-made to that person because everybody's so different and certain drug use can uh, sort of force the client to be quite, um, chaotic mm. so we sort of have to adjust ourselves around them but like Hayley said we've got everything in the service to support that person yeah. fantastic and how do how do people what's the best way of getting in touch if, if there's anyone listening that would like to make contact 
We have um, an 0800 number that people can call, so they can call via the telephone. Great. We also have our website, so people can actually refer on the website as well. They're the main access into yeah, treatment. The, web, the website is the main one, and you'll find it, it sort of we, we we get to the person within about five days as well, don't yeah, we? we? Yeah, we will assess someone okay. within five days. Yeah, fantastic. And what's the website address? Sorry, just for people. Um, the website address is resolutions.info at cgl.org.uk. Fantastic. And our 0800 number is 0800 054 6603. Thank you. And so, um, the as when I introduced the show, we, we were keen for it to also cover the topic of... Um, alcohol use in the south asian community you spoke that uh you know drugs is a particular problem but alcohol not as much of a problem but still a problem is that is that a fair kind of summary yeah uh, alcohol is getting bigger and bigger the issue is getting mm. bigger with the, the south asians really yeah it is uh, and the people are sort of socializing and uh, do it in their own houses right. so everyone's doing it uh, they're, they're, they're taking away uh, away from their responsibilities mm. away from their emotions and uh, it's getting bigger Bigger and bigger. Uh, and in Luton, I mean, in, in the in South Luton. Asian community. Absolutely, oh, in Luton, yeah. And it's just, it comes under the cultures of addiction where people, uh, uh, they want to avoid the rest of their lives and the, they just want to have pain-free lives where it's for the short-term fix. Mm. And they get into groups and do it in, in as a community, as together in the houses. Mm. Yeah, because it's fair to say traditionally alcohol use wasn't so much of a, 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 a thing within the community, or is that just my uh, perception? It comes under yeah, uh, socialization, so uh, they socialize with other drinkers, mm. and uh, you get other issues with people when they get their benefits. They get they they, they pay for the drink, and then the next week someone else will pay for the drink, and uh, it sort of works around uh, this this culture mm. that people have used. And what I found as well, though, with that is, is because of the taboo of sort of drinking alcohol yeah. in that community, is sort of more hidden. Mm. So if people do find they're having a problem, I think it's a little bit more difficult to come mm. forward. Mm. So it probably reflects in the numbers sometimes Absolutely. with people not actually receiving support mm. and then trying to do it themselves once they realise they have a problem. But with alcohol, that can be seriously dangerous. If, yeah. if you are struggling with alcohol addiction, you need to get the support of a service like ours mm. and the support of your GP. So mm. it's the withdrawals from um, alcohol can cause you to have some serious side effects. So it's something that you do really need to get support with. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, uh, you know, there's, um, as you say, it's like alcoholism, in terms of people who are addicted to alcohol is that ever understood that correctly and um how would how would a person you know because there are people who drink socially and then there's there's people who have a problem with alcohol mm. how would you kind of assess that if you really do need support or not in that sense um, I think it's like like we said, it's tailor-made to each person. With mm. alcohol, you're, you you can become alcohol-dependent, which means literally from when you're waking up in the morning, your body will be in withdrawals and you'll need to get alcohol to, to, to function throughout the day. Yeah. But also people can be drinking daily at a regular time every day, so your body will get used to waiting for the alcohol mm. You know, when, when you finish work. But also that repeated pattern mm. is also another form of addiction. So you'll find that people might not think they've got an alcohol problem mm. but yet they can't remember a day when they haven't drunk for so they'll sure. be drinking repeatedly every single night mm. but then the same way with alcohol people binge drink so people might not drink all the way through the week and then it comes to Saturday or Friday night and they'll drink massive amounts of alcohol at that mm. point but that causes some massive damage to your body to your liver so 
it's with alcohol because it's sociably acceptable mm. in certain areas because it's legal then it's sort of easier to hide and then sometimes if you are drinking people sort of will say I'm only just having a couple of drinks yeah. and sometimes it can be a much more bigger problem sure 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 and I just want to move on then in terms of, we spoke, uh, you mentioned at the beginning there, particularly with the under 25s, uh, with, um, with weed being a, a problem. Um, I mean, because some countries have even uh, legalised it, haven't I? I think Canada recently have taken this yeah. approach. I mean, uh, what's, what's the position in, in, in the UK in regards to marijuana? Is it illegal? Is it legal? Yeah, it's, it's, it's completely illegal. It's illegal. So, so you can't walk down the street with it. You can't have it on you. You can't give it to your friends. You will be charged criminally with it. Mm. So uh, some of the young people I work with seem to think they can walk down the street smoking a joint. Mm. But now, if a police officer pulls them over, they'll refer to Luton Youth Offending Service mm. to give them a chance because they might not understand the law. Mm. But after that, then the... It, it, the, the consequences become quite severe. But mm. the reason that the, this is such a massive issue in this town, because people will try and minimise the damage it causes. Yeah, um, We've worked with a lot of people that are suffering from serious mental health issues due to cannabis use, because the, gr- the drug that's inside THC is something that stimulates the brain. Mm. But um, certain people's brains are affected by it in a really severe way, which there's certain issues like psychosis, the people we work with that people can start hearing voices in their head can start really? to yeah can start to behave very differently but once that's that you get to that stage you really need massive amounts of support mm. but just not only that mm. it's the fact that um, for young people it can be their first contact with a drug dealer mm. the first contact with a gang member and this leaves them highly open to be manipulated or to getting into debt with drug dealers mm. and with the way the world's changed now um, it's um, the, the drug dealers out there are actively look for young people to get them involved in it. All always start with cannabis. So they use that as almost a hook. Yeah. To... So they'll get them involved, get them into debt, and then uh, in some really unfortunate cases, which is happening quite a lot in this town, then once they're in debt, the the drug dealer or gang member will get them to start running the the phone line mm. for free until they paid off the debt. Which obviously they're drug dealers and gang members, you're never going to pay off the debt. Mm. And it becomes quite serious. And uh, things can massively change for young people, Mm. especially as well with the fact if they get charged for possession of cannabis, um, everything stays on your record now. So even if you do really well at school, university, and you go for that job that you've always wanted, and we all get DBS checks at important jobs that we go for, and if you've got possession of a drug on there... Mm. And another candidate who's going for the job hasn't got that. They Obviously, they shouldn't judge, but mm. they're going to obviously go for the person that hasn't taken it. So the choices that they're making now regarding cannabis can affect them for the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so powerful given that, you know, it's almost become so such a kind of fashion, almost a fashionable yeah. kind of way of, 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 of you know, and of life. And yet, what you've described, both the the medical side, both the physiological side, but also the social side in yeah. terms of the impact that it can have on a person is quite profound, isn't it? Yeah, and the, the worrying thing that we find is that young people will be smoking with friends or just smoking because they've seen somebody else do it, and they'll literally be struggling with the issues that I was talking about, or maybe mm. the early stages of psychosis, but they're asking friends for advice around it and obviously the friends don't understand what they're talking about I've given them poor advice mm. they've carried on smoking and then before they know it that 
these effects of maybe the, of psychosis and other um, mental health issues can come on quite quickly. Yeah, fantastic. But the people need to know if you are suffering with them, do you need to get support as quick as you can? Absolutely. No, definitely. And if you know, say if you were concerned about a friend, like you said, what, uh, how, how, how would, uh, how would uh, if you're concerned about someone, how would, what would be the best thing for them to do in terms of... Uh, seeking support for friends or loved ones or family? Yeah, well, we've got a friends and family support worker that works right. at Resolution. So, again, you would call the 0800 number or you would refer on the website um, and we would offer support. So we offer one-to-one support and we offer group support as well Fantastic. for carers um, and family and friends. We also do what's called hidden harm as yeah. well, which is for young people that are suffering from parental alcohol misuse. Okay. Um, and we can provide interventions around that as well. Yeah, because we have a lot of clients that, that the young people are not using using drugs or alcohol themselves mm. but the parents are and are often doing the jobs that parents should be doing at home to support the the family when the other the, obviously the parents is uh, the parent is uh, intoxicated or mm-hmm. high on drugs absolutely and just from your experience is it often that f- families and friends will make contact with your service is that quite a normal thing to do or is it mainly referral from health professionals the, the majority of self-referral or referral from health professionals mm-hmm. but we do we are having increasing number of people that are mm-hmm. coming in for support because of their loved ones yeah. and also because people don't know how to support someone sometimes with with a, a drug or an alcohol addiction it might be a case of giving someone money mm-hmm. when actually that's yeah. not necessarily the best way of supporting someone so it's what's called enabling where you, you kind of enable someone to continue with their addiction and mm. if that support is withdrawn um, then potentially someone will seek help um, but the, the longer that uh, family members will continue to give support mm. often it can prolong the addiction yeah or what they because what they perceive as support right exactly it, yeah. you know you you, you you feel as though you're supporting someone but actually as you just highlighted there you're just prolonging yeah um, the issue and actually the best thing to do is make contact with the yeah. service in regards to getting that evidence-based intervention absolutely and it's edu- education yes. really isn't it because a lot of the parents family members brothers sisters they they really don't understand the drug that the the person's using even when it's coming down to addiction whether it be a physical addiction or a mental mm. addiction mm. they seem to what well, with with the family you'll always find that they take it really personally about mm. their child or yeah. loved one when at that point, it's that um, loved one suffering from addiction mm. and is only thinking about themselves and has no care for what's going on around. And sometimes mm. just getting that understanding about the drug mm. and what they're going through mm. can sort of ease ease people's minds a little bit. And and I think we do uh, we do other kind of pr- promotional stuff uh, where we have a stalls for uh, drug and alcohol awareness, okay. uh, for awareness for family and friends. Uh, where we have in town carnivals, family fairs, mm. uh, health fairs, uh, just to uh, give other family members uh, drug and alcohol awareness. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, listeners, we've had a few messages come in already, and I'd appreciate some more. You know the number, it's 0779481822. As you can hear, we have an expert panel, and they're happy to take any questions you may have. So, just taking it back to basics, I mean, given your experience and the people that you've helped over the years, you know, why why do people take drugs and alcohol? Well, people take drugs for many various reasons. Uh, you know, uh, in the beginning stages, usually it's uh, things like something's missing in life, uh, the thrill, the fun, the buzz, you know. Uh, many people do it for because uh, they're stressed. Mm. Uh, usually it's to hide your emotions 
all these negative emotions, uh, people sometimes suffering from depression, it takes it away. Uh, and as you know, it's all short-term fix. They feel good at the time. Mm. So they, they fall into the vicious cycle. When they get the withdrawals, they need more. So then they'll get depressed, feel lonely, isolated. And uh, to get them feel better again, they'll take it again. And then they start getting dependent on it. Sure. Yeah. And the idea is, uh, is to feel happy, uh, feel uh, better by themselves. But uh, usually they're just falling into into a hole. Where yeah, it's completely opposite mm. what they're getting from it. So this is just like a short-term fix, short and term mainly it's a lot of people self-medicating. Mm. So a lot of people that have suffered trauma early on in life, you'll find that have used it. But then people that will just in general have started smoking cannabis, for example, when they were younger, then have just sort of recreationally tried different things mm. and before they know it's become a problem. So there's loads of reasons why yeah. somebody could have started taking drugs, but mm. um, it's all personal to that person. Yeah. But it's one of those things you really don't need to start doing think. something like that because the problems it can cause you later in life are massive. Because we're focusing on the short-term fix. So you can fall into this vicious cycle, mm. but the uh, same ways when you're dependent, uh, you won't get the, the right effects mm. afterwards that you were getting in the beginning because your body starts getting dependent. Uh, you can't fool it afterwards. So you're dependent on this and you need that drug to mm. keep you going. Just had a... Um it's a comment, I guess, as much as anything in relation to um, this person feels as though there's been a significant increase in steroid use uh, yeah. in in a kind of gym environment. Yeah. Um, does that fall under the uh, umbrella of of drugs as you guys think of it? Or? Yeah, definitely. Because, uh, for, for example, even with the world of social media that we're in now and people um, posting pictures of themselves looking amazing, mm. for, even for the young people I'm working with, it's putting a massive amount of pressure on... This kind of uh, Instagram. Yeah, like, especially with males trying to look a certain way. Mm. It's, it's definitely for females as well. But I know a lot of young guys that I work with want to want to have that that body that that they see all the time on uh, social media. So with the world it is now, they want that body quickly. Sure. But they have no understanding whatsoever about steroids at all and how dangerous they can be. Mm. Uh, the danger with them is massive, massive. I've seen some people have some serious health, mental health issues mm. um, due to it. But it is definitely on the rise. Mm. I find it is just through the the communities because I go to the gym regularly every day and. Mm. You hear people talking, you hear people trying to get certain stuff, but I don't necessarily know if it affects the drug, because we, we offer at the drug service clean needles, advice around them, because we'll find that people will use, um, ask friends and family rather than you know a professional to get support. And I've worked with people that, in the past, where they've um, where there's certain points on your body where you administer the the steroid and they've put them into a completely wrong pace in their body and right. nearly killed themselves just for a family friend or a cousin telling them that's what they should do. Right. So it's, it is really concerning about mm. what will people do and what they don't understand, mm. but they think they're going to have this amazing body when that doesn't even necessarily mean that that's going to happen from steroid use because everybody's body's genetically different. Mm. It doesn't mean because you take steroids you're going to look um, like The Rock, for example. Yeah. It, you've still got to put in a lot of hard work. Sure eat properly but the best way to 
to do that is naturally because mm. the side effects around them are massive. Really, yeah. Yeah. And then, so if, for example, someone is caught in that, like you mentioned, uh, you used the term vicious cycle, and so someone has now started using steroids as part of their, um, you know, part of their activity, part of their gym work, etc. Um, what support, if anything, is available for someone doing that? Well, we, we find we, what I know of people that use steroids that they won't get any support mm. because they won't want to go to a drug service because they don't feel like that that is a drug problem. That yeah. it's not a problem. Yeah, even though they're having massive problem, mental health yeah. effects mm, from it, mm. they're, they're getting acne all over their body. Yeah, their temper has gone through the roof to the point where they're violently assaulting people, but they still won't admit that mm. it's the steroids and people will you will see will continuously misuse them as mm. well where they'll just wanting to get bigger or in better shape yeah. even though they're losing absolutely everything around them like in the case with everybody who uses drugs mm. but it, it, in their mind or the mind of a steroid user that it's, it's not a drug yeah. as as far as like cannabis heroin crack is mm. so you'll find they won't even come forward and ask for advice mm. they'll just ask a friend for advice and then get the wrong advice sure but they should be coming forward if they if they definitely if they, if they definitely. have realized yes. that if they've if they've or if friends and family have realized that this is something that is a is a problem for them yeah then they can come via the friends and family service to get that right information yeah. for them at that time is yes, that right? that's correct yeah, yes but, but with many of them uh, they don't want to tell anyone they're on steroids yeah. they want to tell everyone they're natural yeah. yeah you know what i mean that's another thing where in the training they're looking good nobody mm. wants that stigma that you're taking mm. steroids yeah they just want to say that we're natural i've done the hard work mm. we're really uh, they're using their steroids sure, sure, uh, just sure. to feel good but another, look good. another problem with them is um the fact that people are buying them on the internet buying them from wherever they're getting them from a lot of a lot of them are counterfeit as well mm. so people are putting stuff into their bodies the same with all drugs mm. you're literally gambling with your life mm. with any drug until you put it in your mouth smoke it, snort it, inject mm. it, whatever you're going to do with it, you don't know if you're allergic to that or the reaction your body's going to have to it until you put it in you. So mm. people need to be aware, just because it looks um, legitimate, mm. 99% of the time it hasn't been made in a laboratory, a pharmaceutical laboratory, it's been made in someone's garage, someone's mm. bedroom, someone's loft. It's, yeah. it's mm. a very dirty place where people are making these things so sure, you've sure, just got sure. to be aware thank of that you. thank you we're going to pick that up again after these short adverts you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Assalamu alaikum and good evening to all our listeners and viewers. Welcome back to the Health and Fitness Show. My name is Suleiman Rafiq, your host for this evening. And today we are discussing drugs and alcohol with our guests from Resolutions. This program is broadcasting live on Thursday, the 21st of February 2019 from the studios of Inspire FM. Uh, Good evening, guests, and uh, thank you for staying around. Um, for anyone that missed the start of the show, could I just ask you to very quickly introduce yourselves again? Yeah, my name is Carl Gregory. I'm a young person's worker at Resolutions. So that means I work with people under the age of 25. Um, we go into schools delivering workshops. We have a caseload of young people that we support on a one-to-one -one basis. But I also work in the Luton Youth Offending Service, so I work with anybody who's arrested with anything to do with drugs. Um, 
or if the worker has some concerns that they're misusing drugs. Mm. Hello, my name is Saklan. Uh, uh, I'm a recovery champion and uh, I work uh, as a PSI worker, psychosocial intervention, which uh, helps people in recovery as groups, as different kind of groups, helping them manage thoughts, feelings and uh, build a better life for them. And my name's Hayley Brooks and I'm one of the services managers at Resolutions and I manage the service operationally. Fantastic, that's great. Thank you very much for joining us this evening. Um, so, as I say, for those of you who might have missed the beginning of the show, we did just kind of touch on some of the statistics on why this is such an important topic to be discussing, particularly within the community. And Haley, you mentioned some really quite profound statistics. you just recap those for us again? Yeah, absolutely. So if a South Asian cohort that's accessing treatment, 84% of those are actually accessing treatment for opiate misuse mm. and 10% for alcohol. This is in our adult cohort. So it really does indicate that opiates are a, an issue within the South Asian community. Mm. Now, for the young person service, some of our figures are suggesting that people are accessing more from, for cannabis. So 50% of our South Asian cohort are accessing for cannabis. 37% um, are accessing for alcohol um, misuse. So there's, mm. a, there's a big difference between our, our young people and our adults. In terms of the male and female ratio, for the adult service, it's about 98% are male and 2% are female accessing treatment. Sure, and we discussed perhaps that's more to do with uh, around a taboo around women accessing services rather than there not necessarily being a problem at all Absolutely. for women. Absolutely, um, So, and can you just recap again just the telephone number and the website address for um, anyone that did want to get in touch? Absolutely, our 0800 number is 0800 054 and our web address is www.resolutions4, the number 4, luton.org. Fantastic, that's great. I just want to actually just take this opportunity to thank um, our uh, listeners who have been interacting with us throughout the break. We've had some really nice messages. Just, uh, I think one, one kind of um, captures a few of the messages in one, and that was just to say thank you to Resolutions for the hard work <coughs> you do with the community in such challenging circumstances so um, just a bit of appreciation there which is thank nice you. thank you very um, lovely so thank you for uh, the, the, the the number of listeners that have kind of commented and thank you for the work the very vital work that you're doing within the community is very much appreciated so just before we went on the break there we were discussing um, steroid use which um, was <coughs> highlighted as a kind of growing phenomenon given um, the rise in social media and the pressures on people um, to look a certain way etc and um, you identified that there is support available for people if they do want to access it but even more importantly in a way uh, for friends and family that if they have any concerns that they there is someone that they can talk to locally and access that best <coughs> best advice so that's 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 really helpful to know um, so I mean, we, we spoke about gateways and we spoke about how, um, can, um, sorry, not cannabis, we spoke about how uh, marijuana was often a gateway in terms of drug dealers getting hold of people and then progressing them on to doing different things. Uh, but taking it a step even further uh, ahead of that, I mean, are there any gateways to drug use itself, particularly if parents are concerned about their children particularly? I, I see that a lot because, um, again, with social media, 
um, a lot of young people will be watching certain music videos, certain movies, where 99% of the time, especially with cannabis, mm. alcohol, and sometimes powder cocaine, will be almost sort of glorified in those videos yeah. um, and movies. So as a young person is looking up to certain people will seem to think that those those drugs or alcohol is, is not too bad, but often that will put the sort of seed in their mind to start doing that. But a lot of the time it will be a peer pressure with young people as well, where one person will be doing something and somebody will sort of say, do you want to try this? But like, like we say, with smoking is is one of the keys even to the point where people are vaping mm -hmm. we work with people that are vaping and then they've started smoking when mm -hmm. the whole point of vaping is to stop smoking mm -hmm. so yeah there's there's a lot of stuff out there that influences a lot of people into doing stuff so it's it's hard when it's in the media all the time mm -hmm. and young people and, and adults are looking at it all the time and they think well i'll give it a try mm -hmm. and then unfortunately that's that one step too far and mm -hmm. before you know it so even smoking cigarettes can lead on you know if someone isn't smoking cigarettes smoking cigarettes can lead on to then taking other stuff is that right yeah. yeah and they say sometimes one drug complements the other what so do you mean by that? Uh, well uh, if you're on one uh, if you're on uh, if you're smoking mm. yeah and then you're not getting the effects that you used to get. Right. And sometimes people want something better, mm -hmm. something something more stronger. Mm. Is when uh, people are drinking beers and lagers and they want something to hit them stronger. They want vodka. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just like the same thing with the drugs. Once your body gets dependent and used to it, they want something different. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they can get dependent on, on two drugs or even three. Yeah. And that, the 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 unfortunate thing with everything is everything's getting stronger. So if you look at like years ago with cannabis, it was uh, a real dark green bush plant. Which which everybody would call weed, which was really low in THC. Right. And as the years have gone on, now we've got a, a bracket of... Because it's not really weed anymore, it's skunk. So the, the, the what young people are smoking is the same... It comes mm. under the same thing, but it's a hybrid of, of weed. So it would be... A lot of them, are, they'll be under the bracket of flavours now, mm. which means that there can be up to like 70% more THC in them. So that, mm. that's the drug that affects your brain. Mm. Um, so it is, you just got to remember, everything's getting stronger. Mm. Nobody wants the weakest stuff. Everybody wants the strongest and most potent sort of things. So that's when the danger comes into things because that's when everything seems to massively affect people. Yeah, and we're talking about drug dealers, yeah, where, as you know, yeah, uh, sometimes you are offered free tasters. Yeah. So just to try the drug mm. and, uh, and the dealers probably know uh, what the effects are going to be if someone's going to like it. If they like one another drug, you probably like another one. Mm. So it's just to get people hooked on it. Mm. And you'll, and you'll find one dealer will be selling three different sorts of drugs. Yeah. And they'll send out... It's a, it's a business now. It's, it's, a business. Not, it's not just your friend selling a bit of drugs. People will send out text messages, offering deals, saying that they've got the new best stuff in town. In, and that, or the, even that on its own is enough for someone to be like, on Friday, I know this guy's got this, I'm, I'm going to get this mm -hmm. off of him. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's everywhere. It's part of, part of society. Well, it always has been, but it's just obviously getting more and more dangerous. Mm. Listeners, I know some of you may have some um, questions or comments to make, so please do get in touch via WhatsApp or text on 0777-948-1822. That number again, 0777-948-1822. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask about something which... 
I don't even know if it's true, but I'm going to say it, is that there's been a suggestion that for people that have had uh, drug issues within the town, they've then gone to various different countries, um, you know, in the Middle East, perhaps, or wherever, um, to take on some form of like rehabilitation support uh in terms of their family have kind of sponsored them to 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 go out there and and clean up as you know the phrase may be is there any truth in that and is that a good way of dealing with an issue yes it has been happening uh, a lot of people have been going uh, places like uh, egypt okay for rehab and uh, just uh, by getting an implant put in them uh, that will take away the withdrawals yeah uh, all the pain that they're getting from the the drugs uh, so it's mainly opiate, those ones, isn't opiate. it? So it would be heroin use. Heroin use. And it will yeah. be like a blocker. So it will mm. also, if people start to use, once they've got that in them, they will have no effects from the, the drug that they're using. Right. But the idea is when they come back over here, usually many people have relapsed. Because mm. uh, usually uh, uh, the treatment site will take away the short-term fix. But uh, usually the problem is up in the mind, how they manage their emotions. Right. Because they use uh, drugs uh, to... Uh, stop thinking, uh, manage their emotions in a different way, take away the pain, depression, stress, mm. anxiety. Uh, and uh, when they haven't done that, they come back, many people have relapsed. Because that's the key, really. Like People will go there for the short term to stop the drug, which a family would normally be like, that's it. But the, 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 the main part of any recovery from drugs is the aftercare, like but what Sackland does at Resolutions. Yes. And that's the most important part of it, the support that you get. Because once you come out, when, when, you, when you're in addiction, you're off, uh, masking either issues that you've got going on in your mind or stuff that you're sort of suppressing. Mm. But when you become sober, mm. your brain has to deal with all those things, and a lot of people can't deal with them. So that's when you'll find that someone will relapse straight away because mm. they can't deal with all the stuff going on in their head, mm. so they just start to use the drugs again to block it. Sure. But if you do it in the right way with resolutions and then you you follow the support pathway that we offer, mm. then you'll find it, it it's it's not 100% cure, nothing is, mm. but the support yeah. that we can offer will really help that person. Mm -hmm. And plus for the fact is that we've got, Doctors, nurses, um, um, mental health workers, like staff. Recovery coordinators. Yeah, so we've they're... got a clinical psychologist as well. You have a clinical psychologist. Yeah, yeah we team. do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the idea is to come back and be open, be honest, talk mm. about how your emotions are, your thoughts and feelings, your depression. Mm. The more you talk about it, you talk about the CBT model, mm. you know, thoughts, feelings and behaviour. Right. Yeah. And uh, in our groups at the hub, uh, it's a recovery aftercare place, which uh, we do different various groups, mm. like managing emotions, yeah. uh, things like uh, relapse prevention. Mm. How can you prevent another relapse happening? We do smart recovery, uh, which uh, works with the triggers and cravings. Right. Yeah, uh, It's all about talking, engaging, encouraging people mm. Yeah, to change their way of thinking. Mm. And I can't tell you how important that bit is. Right. Like the stopping, just initially stopping someone taking drugs with medication yeah. is fine, but it's your brain that you've got to deal with because a lot of it's a mental addiction. Mm. So you're every time you're having a bad day, your brain will tell you you need to go and get these drugs. Yeah. Afterwards, mm. you're left with your own mind. Yeah. And you have to deal with that afterwards. Mm. You know, you can have any treatment, but up here, you've still got the same thinking process. So the issue hasn't really been dealt with, is what no, you're it's saying? No, it's been masked. It's been masked. It's like a temporary fix, mm. but then, like exactly what I was saying about Sackland's role in the company. Mm. So 
important mm. that you receive support mm. because a lot of time people will try and do it at home mm. and the family can't understand why they keep going back to it. Mm. It's because they're not doing the work that's needed yeah. to get that that to get them through and to move them on. Sure. So and, that's, even, yeah. and that's a lot with the South Asian community. Yeah, they've got the stigma where they think that they don't want to be honest, they don't want to talk about it. Mm. You know, they just want to isolate themselves mm. and stay at home. So they've still got the problem at home in, in there. Mm. So they keep relapsing because the only way if you sit sit at home with your problem sooner or later your mind convinced to have something to feel better mm. so they need to uh, they need to uh, get to the groups they mm. need to talk about it be honest uh, they need to embrace uh, uh, talk about their thoughts their feelings and engage with others in there as well inspiration from uh, other people that are done well in recovery yeah yeah to really get to the root of yeah the root absolutely of the i can't explain to you how important that is very important it's the very. it's the key to it all you mm. need support yeah. that is the main thing you can't people i've known a very few amount of people who have done it on their own but mm. the the main support is being around people and professionals that know what you're going through to make you feel like you're not on your own sure. we've dealt with this yeah. situation before we can help you through it yeah. and the recovery hubs a godsend a uh, long time ago we never used to have that and now we've got an aftercare facility Mm. which uh, helps people to keep their recovery going mm. and to build their better life that they, that they want to have. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many different groups and courses mm. that people can do up there. Mm. You know, different timetables, seven days a week. Recovery is, week. Recovery is uh, you know, seven days a week. It's, 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 it's for the rest of your life. So managing your emotions. We talk about uh, relapse prevention. There's uh, other act peer groups mm. that focus on just behavior, people's behavior. Mm. Uh, but it's as well getting you back into the community yeah. so we've got an E2E worker that will help you try and find education training or work right. so a lot of people wouldn't have worked for a long time yeah. so they, they'll find it really hard to get back into that but mm. we've got a worker that will help with that as well mm. so yeah. there's, there's support in all areas yeah. and different therapies like a meditation mindfulness mm. acupuncture to help you uh, relieve stress mm. uh, improve back to your sleep as normal patterns mm -hmm. fantastic Listeners, I appreciate your questions and comments that have been coming in. I will be getting to them right now. So one of the one of the points that have been made is around. Actually, just before I get to that, I must just. I was slightly blown away actually by the amount of different things that are available there, and I think that is a really important message. Before I move on, just to say that you know this is a free service mm -hmm. yep. that yeah. is available for people in in, in 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 the town and it's evidence-based and you have a wide range of different professionals so there is no need for us to necessarily seek alternative methods such as going to various different places when we have this within the town yeah yes. that's so, right and what i would say is there's some highly skilled workers mm. in that place who work really hard with the people they yeah, work with absolutely. so it's it's not just a job people yeah. have, this is part of their lives yeah, so it's really they really do do a good job yeah absolutely just a, a, a kind of um i feel kind of comment as well it was in relation to apologies taking me a little while to get to these it was in relation to the work that's happening in schools uh people you know just a few people saying you know prevention is better than cure um, can, would you be happy just to touch on a little bit more? You, you mentioned you do work around prevention as yeah. well. Can you just touch on that and how people might be able to get them involved with their schools and stuff? If, if uh, you well, do work in schools, we, we've got a young people's team. So right. there's there's four of us, yep. uh, five of us that yep. go into schools and deliver workshops. Mm. So we deliver that from year seven to a year eleven. Sure. Um, so we do either uh, general drug awareness, but 
things seem to have changed a little bit more than what we're doing targeted uh, workshops. Which means we'll we'll do a PHSE day, okay. which means we'll be in there with other services from uh, the community, but we'll be delivering targeted workshops. So it will mainly be around cannabis, cannabis mm. mainly be around alcohol, be around specific drugs that are actually affecting our young people, mm. because so much of the information that they're receiving from social media again mm. is false. Mm. So they're all, all from their friends. So they'll only be told the negative, um, the positive side to all drugs that they're taking. Mm. Whereas we work in a drug service, mm. and we can give them fact-based risks, consequences, laws, mm. effects. So we can get to them because at the end of the day, with young people, it's all about education. Mm. They're learning from social media and friends. Mm. If we don't do what we're doing, then because we all know everybody's going to make the choices they make. But if if we can give over that right bit of information at that right time for one person then that's got to be something we need to do and to the fact that we're pushing resolutions into uh, uh, into a younger cohort because mm. as well a lot of people might be suffering with addiction or their parents um, or guardians are suffering and they don't know what to do yeah so we will give them that knowledge as well of what mm. we offer what we do mm. if you need support we can help you fantastic and for uh, f- um, from a school's community center perspective I mean just give us a sense what age of children do you normally talk to and, and what what exactly is uh, so it will really be from um, I think it's about 11 to, well, um, well so we, I work with under 25, so mm. it's right the way through high school. So secondary school. school yeah, so we normally yeah. go to year sevens mm. and then go through. We do do some work in the lower schools, mm. but that'll be mainly around cigarettes uh, and alcohol, smoking, shisha, things sure, like sure, that. Sure, sure, sure. And then um, schools, uh, prior, like, you know, independent schools and stuff, they can get in touch with your service? Yeah, yeah, we, we work with all the alternative provisions yeah. in the town, so we yeah. go into them, we, we work alongside all of those services, so we seem to work really well with them as well. But what I would say, some parents have said, oh, why are you teaching my, my mm. child about drugs? Yep. Yeah. This is the biggest thing that was my concern that a parent would say that because mm. we need to tell them facts mm-hmm. because they are learning stuff from the internet, from music videos, everything that is wrong. Mm. So we need to get that information over as soon as we can because they're hearing it from everywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Now, that's really, I think it's, it's really about empowering people, isn't it? Yeah. You know, youngsters as well to make those informed decisions so they don't end up, um, you know, having to, I mean, making the wrong decisions yeah. and ending up, you know, in some of the circumstances that you described earlier on in the show. I mean, we're, I mean, time has flown. Time has absolutely flown by. We, we only have uh, a few moments left, really. Uh, you know, are, given your experiences, are there any other kind of key messages you'd like to kind of get out there given the platform you have today? If, if but one message that I would give to young people mm. that I work with, if you are with a group of people and you have taken drugs or you're having, you've had alcohol mm. and one of those people fall ill or they look unwell or they look really ill, just make sure you call an ambulance mm. and make sure the ambulance gets to that person because we've had some issues where young people have got really scared that someone's fallen ill, thought they might get in trouble and ran off and left the person. Right. And the, the young person's ended up in serious trouble. So they need to know, ring the ambulance, at least wait for the ambulance to get mm. to the person. If they feel that they've got to run, then run. But mm. make sure that person's safe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it kind of summarises just what a problem 
it is in terms of what we're discussing that possible onwards effects like you're saying you've recently seen episodes of where you know um ambulances etc have to be have to be called because you do see it so glamorized that mm. you don't never see that kind and of and no, nobody of will tell them that side of it mm. so when you well, even when we are in schools you can see they've all gone like silent and just yeah. staring because it's information they haven't yeah. heard yet sure, sure. so the, the earlier we can get the information in the better yeah absolutely and Claim. Yeah, well, I would say, yeah, uh, in recovery and addiction, you know, preparation is key. Mm. You know what I mean? It's people, as we mentioned, we talk about short-term fix. People want it like this. They want it uh, as soon as possible. But the idea is preparation. As you know, yeah, uh, if, if you take a drug and alcohol away, you've got a void. You've got a hole that you've got to fill in. Mm. So uh, addiction and recovery is all about preparation. It's what you're going to do instead of uh, using and drinking. Mm. How are you going to sustain? How are you going to maintain it? In having a recovery plan, uh, building recovery capital, different things around you, uh, using uh, the facilities, the support, Mm. Uh, resolutions is a big one. Uh, the, the hub is, is massive. Young people's, you know, there's so much support out there. Mm. Yeah, and there's people need to engage. What Access is the hub? It. Sorry, what is the hub? The hub is an aftercare facility for right. people that are abstinent. Right. So as you know, uh, it has uh, different uh, supports uh, to help uh, with the relapse prevention. Mm. So what it is is, is when we've been addicted for such a long time, uh, we want to get back to our normal life. Mm. So as we mentioned, uh, we've got an ET worker up there that helps people with voluntary work and get back to uh, work training stuff like that mm. uh, people with gardening uh, people with uh, different uh, family family and friends we've got up there mm. so just building your life back to normal again it's like a recovery. community that supports a each recovery other community, yeah. so there's a lot of people in recovery right. and you'll find that they're, they're they will support each other along the way so it's, it's really helpful mm. Fantastic. And Hayley? Yeah, well, we very much want to get our education and awareness message out into the community. Mm. So if there are any venues um, that are working with young people Mm. or organisations, any companies that want education and awareness raising around drugs and alcohol, we're very happy to live free of charge. Free of charge. So they would just need to get in touch with us on that 0800 number. And we would be happy. So, you know, Carl delivers a lot of these workshops and a Mm. lot of the team, certainly Carl delivers it for young people, Mm. um, but anyone else uh, in the team can deliver sort of the adult workshops and we're really keen to get that harm reduction message out there into the community and reduce the alcohol and drug related harm in Luton. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yes. We always do, we, we do like professionals training as well. So okay. we, we, we like, for example, we've gone into for social workers, doctors, nurses, safeguarding leads, school mm. teachers. Mm-hmm. So people do need training and just want some drug awareness. It's, it's, it's good because the world's changing. Mm. Things are not the same as they were last year. Yeah. So it's always good to have the knowledge of what's happening now. Not, yeah last year because that's the key everything's changing rapidly Mm. Mm. just got uh sorry just uh briefly on this one just a question around uh legal legal highs so legal highs are not legal they so for example the one legal high that everybody would know about is something called spice okay so that was literally you could buy it in every shop in the town right um, but which now, because people had so many bad experiences from taking it, mm. they, it's now changed to the psychoactive substances model, so they are now illegal. So if you get caught with, with those drugs or you're smoking those drugs, you can be criminally prosecuted. Right. But the side effects to those drugs are just... if. The, the risks around them are massive. Mm. Um, you see on the news and the media about people smoking spice and stuff, the mm. side effects to it are horrific. Right. 
Um, so there's nothing legal. Those legal highs are not legal. Mm. It's illegal. They're illegal. Yeah, there's no legal highs anymore. And that's that's really that's really interesting. I think you mentioned a point there about in terms of if there are anyone, if there is anyone listening who you know works with young people, engage with young people, running community groups, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, getting some of that information around. You know, what's the latest? Uh, what's the latest situation? What are the latest issues yeah. around? You know, like you said, um, a spice or whatever the latest kind of. Uh, thing is going to be yes. you know I mean, yeah. you know in terms of that um okay I, I mean well time time's really 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 passed by i just want to thank all of our um listeners uh who um messaged in and texted in unfortunately i think it's every single message tried to group some together um i, I just want to thank as well every, you know the guys here from resolutions have given up their uh evening today to be with us here live in the studio and um i think there was a clear message there of you know engagement if you want to if you want support if you want to talk if you're worried about someone get in touch and engage with them and also that key you know you're, you're prepared to work in partnership aren't you yeah in terms of so. yeah. You know, working, yeah working with other organizations to make sure that people receive that support so i wish you all a fantastic week assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh have a fantastic week Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.